Hello everyone, welcome to Word, the podcast. My name is Megan Lane and I am a female empowerment coach, speaker, writer and mental health advocate. And I'm here to provide a safe space for you to tune in, listen to some honest and vulnerable and inspiring conversations. And I hope that this podcast helps you to make a little more sense out of life. So I love you, I appreciate you and thank you so much for being here. Hi guys, so today I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-acceptance which seems to be a very highly requested topic. I like to get these short episodes out to give you a kind of burst of inspiration so I'll make this quick and hopefully it will help some of you in your mindset especially in this weird time we're in right now. So you know I don't want to pretend for one minute that self-acceptance is easy or simple because it doesn't feel it and it's not and we are human And this is hard work and it's a journey. I think for me in myself, I've gone through phases in my life where I felt very accepting of myself, very, very accepting of myself, very relaxed about my life and my body and not needed things to be perfect, but really just kind of resting into this normalness of life and being okay with it. Being completely honest with you guys, like 1000% completely honest, I found it much easier to accept myself when I was with a with my ex-partner because he accepted me and I used that acceptance that he gave me to fuel my own self-acceptance and I didn't realize it at the time because I think I only noticed really once we'd broken up and I'd lost that sense of approval that sense of security you know I used to share quite a lot of photos of my post-baby bod and I was super confident and I absolutely loved it and I felt empowered and I wasn't embarrassed and I wasn't ashamed and I didn't have those feelings and you know the only thing that really changed between then and now where I do feel more shame and I do feel more self-conscious more often um, is the fact that I'm now single and I don't have that kind of somebody else's acceptance to fall back on and now that is very brutally honest like I'm not really said that to many people but it is the truth and that's why I want you to understand that this is hard work and it's a journey and there will be moments where you feel very accepting of yourself and there'll be moments where you you struggle and that's okay I feel like when it comes to self-acceptance and self-love we often treat it like we're trying to get from point a to point b and you know point a is where we where we loathe ourselves and we we resent ourselves and we look in the mirror and we feel sick at ourselves and we we dislike our lives and we don't think our relationships are good enough and we don't think our holidays are good enough we don't think there's got enough money in the bank and everything about our lives we just can't seem to accept and so we strive for point b which is where we think that one day we're gonna make all these changes and we're going to end up waking up and we're going to be super, super happy. We're going to accept ourselves. We're going to love ourselves. We're going to feel absolutely amazing. We're going to be so happy with every area of our life because we worked on it and we worked on it. And the thing that we need to realise is that there is no amount of striving and nothing that you can do and achieve that's going to give you this deep sense of self-acceptance. The only thing that can really give you that sense of self-acceptance is unconditional acceptance of yourself of your life that comes from deep within you and it's a you know it's a hard pill to swallow but I would rather you know this now as someone who has achieved certain things on the list that that I genuinely thought would would make me accept myself more I started making more money I lost weight I've lost weight multiple times my body's gone up and down in size but 
the the self-acceptance that I felt when I achieved certain things never ever gave me this deeper sense of of really accepting myself it was always fleeting because it was always relying on something else to strive for something else something more I've got to do something more I've got to perfect for self-acceptance is exhausting it's not easy it's hard and it doesn't work which is the which is even harder it's very confusing for people it's like a hamster wheel that we run around and we run around and we we're constantly chasing but we're going in circles and to actually really accept ourselves we sort of need to fall back more into it it's more of a, a less of a doing a less of a striving and more of a state of being we chase perfection because we live in a world that constantly constantly tells us and brainwashes us that we need to be better and better and better and better like diet culture is crazy it's crazy it's manipulative it lies to us it's deceiving it wants to take our money it wants to completely brainwash us so that we rely on weight loss and manipulating the shape of our body and and constantly striving for a different size and shape depending on whatever's in fashion that decade it keeps us trapped in this loop this cycle of never ever ever allowing ourselves to be real to be human, to be normal. It wants us to look like a doll, like a Barbie, like whatever whatever it is that the media puts out there, powerful image that everybody sees and goes, that's how I need to look. And then everybody starts following it. You know, re- more recently, it's become like this kind of big boobs, tiny waist, massive bum, slim legs. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is anymore. But this is what I think I've got in my head at the moment of what is like the in body shape right now but you know growing up it's very confusing because growing up I was taught by diet culture that it was more the Kate Moss look the supermodel look that was so kind of sought after and it was like the sexy thing to be and and it wasn't about boobs and a bum so I was really embarrassed when I was growing up that I had quite big boobs and my sister had smaller boobs and I was always really jealous that she had these smaller these smaller boobies that kind of like I I craved like why didn't I get small boobs and then we grew up and what became sexier was kind of more curvy, but it was the time of kind of Katie Price, like Jordan, and she had big fake boobies. And like, then I kind of came into my own, you know, I was like, oh my God, I've got big boobs. This is great. I'm now seen as sexy. This is great. I fit in. And then I remember it all changed again. It just constantly kept changing. And then big booties came in in fashion. And I was like, oh my God, I've never had a big massive bum. It's just not in my genetics, you know? And I started to feel really self-conscious about my bum. And then it was looking into, could I get surgery? How many squats would it take for me to to, to grow a bum? And and what booty plan shall I buy? And 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 Googling uh Brazilian butt lifts and, and wondering what the, the risk was of getting one. Was it worth it? Was it worth me going in to have an operation that would potentially could potentially kill me as it had done other people? so that I could have a bigger bum and fit in with society's expectations of this moment. When you look at the way diet culture, and especially social media, the way that diet culture is, is kind of translated to us through social media, you can see how powerful it is. It literally has us like puppets on a string and we, we, we kind of like move with it and we follow it and everybody else follows it and that puts even more pressure on us because there's this culture of women who follow it completely they'll get surgery for every single thing that comes into fashion at that time and it's it's just impossible for us to constantly be chasing a different human form to constantly be chasing this ever-changing mold that we're trying to fit ourselves into when we have our 
already decided for us, you know, genetically created body. We already have a shape and a size and a, and a and everything else that comes with having a human body that was given to us by our parents. And we have certain genetics that mean we won't have, you know, the longest legs or the thinnest arms or the biggest boobs or the biggest bum or the tiniest waist. Honestly, we were not put on this earth. We were not put on this earth to pour all of our focus and all of our attention and every single scrap of energy that we have into constantly trying to manipulate the shape and size of our outer shell, which actually has been given to us as a vessel to allow us to roam this earth and give back, to be of service, to have a purpose. And it is such a shame for us to constantly be looking in the mirror, trying to edit ourselves and change ourselves and manipulate ourselves to strive for self-acceptance in a world where we're already perfect with our flaws, if you want to call them that, with our quirks, with the things about us that we are constantly trying to get rid of and shame and manipulate. We're already, all of us, in our own way, perfect because we are so unique. I find it absolutely fascinating that there are billions of people on this planet and have been billions, billions more before us and will be billions more. And absolutely none of them were exactly the same. We're all individual humans and there will never be anyone like us and there has never been anyone like us because each of us are completely unique completely individual when I think about how much I've tried to change myself and how crazy that is to deny how unique I am and how beautifully individual I am I just find it so sad when I take a look at the bigger picture and see over the years everything I've done to try and deny myself of who I really am to try and be like someone else to try and strive for someone else's acceptance and and my own acceptance but you know, this this goes further than a body. The self-acceptance goes further than our bodies. It goes with, especially with Instagram. It's crazy. You know, there, there's perfect relationships and perfect holidays and perfect lifestyles. I saw some photos on Celeb Face the other day, this, this Instagram page, which I find fascinating. And it shows like people who kind of edited themselves or their lives. And we've all been there. We've all done it. People still do it and no shame to those people because they are just trying to feel accepted. They are just trying to accept themselves, you know. But it's crazy the the certain people photoshopping food into their, you know, photos and, and, and cutting out their bodies and sticking themselves on bridges in places that they're not while they're sitting at home posting a photo of themselves on a bridge in Italy. And it looks all picturesque and beautiful, but they're not actually there. And I think that this lie that social media has created this constant need to be the best and look the best and have the most money and look the most kind of expensive and all that stuff it is so difficult to be immersed in that world and to accept ourselves it's like every single odd is against us when we are spending so much time on Instagram, especially if you're following those pages like I have unfollowed all of those pages now because they make me feel like shit even if I know that it's not real and it's not true and it's a lie and perfection doesn't exist and someone else's grass is not greener than mine and never will be, even though I know all that, even though I'm aware, even though I'm awake to all of that, it doesn't stop it from still kind of getting in. You know, it doesn't stop it from, it doesn't stop the conditioning, it doesn't stop the brainwashing, it still has a power. That is why it's so important to cleanse your Instagram feed, cleanse the programs you're watching, cleanse what you're reading, cleanse the magazines, replace those magazines with self-help books or, or novels, 
replace that those Instagram accounts of people who are you know portraying the most perfect life replace them with people who are being honest and vulnerable and raw and real and people who are going to make you feel like you it's okay to be normal it's okay to be ordinary because we all are like yes we're beautiful and special and incredible humans but you know we're all just real we're all just human we're all just ordinary and if you took the most perfect people that you could find on Instagram and you got behind those squares and you looked at their lives and you they gave you a tour around their messy house and they showed you the parts of the body that they felt ashamed of that they'd manipulated on on Facetune or whatever and they showed you how their relationship's not perfect and you listened into an argument with their with their partner and realized that they are just normal people too because it's impossible for a human to be anything other than human it's impossible for any of the humans that you see on Instagram to live a life that is as perfect as it looks, you would relax. You would relax. You would, you would fall back into the arms of feeling of being ordinary. You would fall back into the arms of being okay with being real. Maybe your boobs aren't up around your chin. Maybe you feel like your arms are too big to wear a, to wear a strappy top. Maybe you don't want to get your legs out in summer because all you see around you is these air quotes, perfect people. And this constant comparison is leaving you feel like feeling like you can't accept yourself until you look like them. When even they don't often look like themselves anyway. Can we even consider seeing our flaws and our realness and the things that make us human? Can we see them as extraordinary and find beauty in those things rather than feeling repulsed by them? Because it's this comparison that makes them repulsive, right? It's the, it's the comparison to perfect that makes the things about us, our quirks and our differences, we look in the mirror and we go, I feel sick of myself. So how can we switch that? Well, we remove the perfection. We remove this idea of perfection because it doesn't exist. So let's sling that over there. And once that idea of perfection has gone, everything just becomes quite neutral. And then we move around, we move away from shame. The shame is lifted because there's no, there's no perfection to compare it against, you know? We accept normal. And then we go from there. This is a journey, remember. When, once we start feeling neutral, we can actually flip it on its head and go, hang on a minute. How many people in my life do I absolutely adore? I absolutely adore my mum. I absolutely adore her. And I think she has the most beautiful stomach that carried four girls and she's repulsed by it because it has stretch marks and loose skin and everything else. I look at it and I see, honestly, I could cry with happiness at how beautiful I genuinely believe that my mum's stomach is. I just think it's glorious and her uh, stretch marks are so soft and I would snuggle into that belly and have a nap there all day long because it was my home once and it has done so much for me and, and brought three beautiful sisters into my life that I would could not live without the gratitude I have towards that that area of my mum's body that she sees is repulsive means that what she sees isn't fact because from my perspective it's entirely different it's it's polar opposite so can we expand our mind can we flip from repulsive and disgusted by ourselves to finding the neutralness in the middle where everything's oh it's okay to be normal it's okay to be to just have a, hu a normal human real body, to then actually taking it in the other direction and going, wow, there are some things about me that I used to be repulsed by that are actually pretty 
fascinating and beautiful and maybe the maybe the things that I once hated I can now actually really love and it's a, and, and that may feel completely impossible for some of you so I don't want this to, to sound like it's easy to flip from being to looking in the mirror and going oh I hate myself to wow I am something else <laughs> because I felt it I've done it I've, I've been there I've had moments but it takes work and it really does take removing the comparison the comparison of perfection that is fed to us by the media and I think that one of the the biggest fears about self-acceptance is that if I accept myself if I accept my mediocre life where I'm not a millionaire and I don't have I'm not the my goal weight and I don't have the perfect body if I accept this if I accept my humanness and my realness, then how will I ever improve? And the thing is, self-acceptance doesn't mean that you will never grow or improve or work on yourself. Self-acceptance is definitely more of a foundation from which we can grow in a healthy way, that we can still strive for achieving more. Absolutely, you're a human, you're here to grow, you're here to achieve, you're here to you know, do things that are extraordinary. And, and I think that's part of the juiciness of life. You know, I'm always striving to do better in my business To I love getting fitter, getting stronger, but I've removed much of the striving away from this idea of trying to be perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. I have taken that element of, of improvement away from my weight because there is a point you get to where you realize a lot of the time the goal weight or the goal body that you've been fed by the media actually isn't sustainable or even achievable. So you are chasing your tail and that's exhausting. So of course we can still strive. Of course we can still want to grow. Of course we can still want to improve ourselves, but it needs to be realistic. It needs to be achievable and it needs to come from a place of I'm already good enough right now. I am already good enough. It's okay to be human. It's okay to be ordinary. There is no shame in the things, the parts of my body and the things in my life that aren't 100% perfect compared to the things that I'm fed by the media and other people whose lives I don't know enough about to even know if it's perfect or not. Self-acceptance actually is the foundation for healthy growth and improvement. And it's a lot more about doing less and resting into what you've already what you've already got and stopping comparison than it is about doing more trying harder to accept yourself it's not about trying it's more of a release a release of all the reasons why you believe you're not good enough a release of all the comparison a release of all the shame a release of all the the guilt and the anger about not looking and and, and being and having the lifestyle that that is portrayed to us by the media and diet culture it's it's lies and it's much easier to accept ourselves when we realise that everybody else is human too. Everybody else is real too. There is no comparison. We are unique. We are beautiful in our own way. Um, and it was funny. I was listening to Brené Brown the other day. And she was saying that when things get really hard, which is very relevant to now, even though she recorded this a while ago, when things get really hard, we crave the everyday mundane life. We crave normal and we consider it special because now it's out of reach. So like right now, we've had everything that's normal taken away from us. Everything that was once just normal, everyday, mundane stuff, like waking up on a Monday morning and getting the tube to work and, and driving your kids to school 
and doing the things that we took for granted. Normal becomes so special. Normally always trying to escape normal because it's never good enough. And now look at us, everything's been stripped away. We've been left with far less than we used to have and all we want back is normal. We are grateful for normal. We are grateful for a conversation with friends, a coffee with our mum, going shopping, trying on clothes in Topshop. There are so many things that we can't do now that were so bloody normal that we're dying to do. So can we just use this time to really carry with us when everything goes back to normal? Can we really carry with us this perception that normal is great and normal is something to be grateful for every single day because it's, it's enough. It's enough. And that's where it starts. So I hope that helps some of you. You've been listening to Word, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I really hope that you love this episode. Don't forget to join me next time and have a beautiful day.